नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते Translation and commentary by His Divine Grace Shri Rishi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, Mamba Acharya Abhishtam. Sutasma Upashanta Shaktaye, Sutasma Upashanta Shaktaye, Svarajalabha Pratipuritatmane, Puneshu Maya Rachiteshu Vrittibhir, Nasajjamanaya Navasadutaye, Let us offer our respect and obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is completely silent, free from endeavor, and completely satisfied by his own achievements. He is not attached to the activities of the material world through his senses. Indeed, in performing his pastimes in this material world, he is just like the unattached air. The poet, he can simply understand that behind the activities of material nature is the Supreme Lord, in whose indications everything takes place, although we cannot see him. Even without seeing him, we should offer him our respect and obeisances. We should know that he is complete. Everything is done systematically by his energies. And therefore he has nothing to do. As indicated here by the word. His different energies act, but although he sets these energies in action, he himself has nothing to do. He is not attached to anything, for he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore let us offer our respect and obeisances. Unto him. This is a description of the Supreme Personality, some of the qualities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Most of these qualities also can apply to his devotees. They are completely silent and peaceful. Silent means not sleeping, but not talking nonsense. Free from endeavor. Similarly, free from endeavor means Krishna, like his different energies, everything is produced. His different energies, and they work under his direction, but it's not as if he's exerting himself. We have in the Bible the idea that God created the world in six days, and then after that, hard work of creating the world, he took rest for one day. <laughs> but we don't have any such idea. Of course we have Mahavishnu, he's resting. That is Yoga Nidra, that is not in the mode of ignorance, as the Mayavadis imagine. Mayavadi, in South India there are several temples of the Supreme Lord lying down, resting. So the Mayavadis say he's in the mode of ignorance. Such demons there, because he's sleeping. But his his sleep, that is not the mode of ignorance. By his dreaming, that a material world is produced. Do you know that the material world 
is just like the dream of Mahavishnu, but his dream also has reality. So he's free from endeavor. Similarly, a devotee is free from any material endeavor. He doesn't endeavor to work hard, to get money, to get ahead, to be a big businessman, all these things. Even he may do. It's not that a devotee may not be a big businessman, but even if he is, then he offers everything to Krishna. He doesn't think to enjoy this material world. So a devotee is free from material endeavor. That also doesn't mean that he's a lazy person. Rather, we will find great devotees, they are more active than even materialistic people. Just like Srila Prabhupada, in his old age, when anyone else would think of retiring, and actually it appeared that he had retired by Ganga Vrindavan, although Prabhupada himself never saw such a thing. But in old age, he went out into the world and preached. Now, we haven't reached old age, although some of us are getting that way, and we can feel the aches and pains, but old age is a very difficult time. That's why we find people are very concerned in this country, in the Western countries, they have these welfare schemes by which people, old people get money. Toshimati Nanaprabhu was telling me one lady from Russia was there in the temple. She's getting $50 a month from the government as a pension. It's not very much, but it's something. In Russia, it's enough to me. You're also getting a pension? You're getting money from the Russian government? No. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she's not old But anyway, yeah, not, that's not there. So parents are very concerned. That, Will my children look after me in my old age? Because it's a very difficult time. You see people, they can't, many of them, they can't walk. They become three-legged. Bhagavatam describes there are different, there are no legs, means ghost. One leg means a tree. Two legs means a man. Three legs means a man with a stick. Four legs means the animals. And then six legs, is it? Spider? Or eight, eight legs? Mr. Science? Eight legs? Eight legs. Then you get your millipedes and centipedes with many legs. Bahupadam. So three legs means with stick. To walk with a stick. It's very difficult. Then you can't eat, digest, even to... I think I told this story, some of you may have heard this. I met one sannyasi some years ago in Vrindavan. Obviously when he was younger he had a very big strong body, but now he was bent over. He told me that in his youth he used to be a wrestling champion. But now he says, to go anywhere I need a stick on one side and someone to hold me on the other. And even then to walk from one place to another is very difficult. So, this old age is a very difficult period. So a devotee, he doesn't endeavor for anything material. Even old age, very difficult time. Many people, you think we should save some money now. I was saying that in India, people, they want their children to 
They're very concerned that their children will support them in their old age because it's a very difficult time. But a more advanced devotee, he doesn't think like that. Many times you hear people that think about security and so many things. But more advanced devotee knows that there's no security in this material world. Even if you have a million dollars in the bank, there's no security. Here you are, you have to die. You have a million dollars, you can maybe even have a relatively comfortable old age. But anyway, you have to die. The example is there of Dhritarashtra, Vidur, Demon. Very strongly spoke to him. Get out of this home. Go to the forest. Form austerities. Fix your mind. Get out of this material time and fix your mind on Krishna. So a devotee, he is free from material endeavor, but for Krishna, he can work harder, even than an ordinary man. Sometimes people say, what are you doing? You're just living a lazy life in the mud. That should not be. Devotee, they should be more active than a materialist. Up at four o'clock in the morning and working through Chaitanya. Working means our work is pleasure. It's not it's not that we have work one side and pleasure the other side. Just like the karmis, they work six days a week and then one day relax. Or they have holiday two weeks a year. We don't have holidays. You see, the, the Christian priests, they get paid so much money and they have so many weeks a year holiday. In which they don't have to... All the days they have to perform the, the mass, the service in the church. But for two weeks they can go off to the Mediterranean coast and enjoy life. And then they have to come back and do their work. But we don't have such things. Of course, we may visit some holy place like this. But the idea of holiday, everybody doesn't have any holiday for devotional service. Rather, devotee wants more and more service. That is the sign of an advancing devotee. Utsaha, the first qualification the devotee to advance in spiritual life is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm to serve Krishna. So a devotee doesn't endeavor materially. He doesn't endeavor, I will bring money and make myself secure in my old age. But he depends on Krishna and works hard for Krishna with the faith that surely Krishna will look after me one way or the other. He's very concerned to see that Krishna is served properly. So the devotee is free from endeavor. Uh, and here it said the Supreme Personality of Godhead is completely satisfied by his own achievements. He doesn't feel dissatisfaction. As a materialist, always feels dissatisfaction. Even if, even if he has achieved something in this material world, in his heart he can never feel satisfaction. Although, in the material world, what happens is that people are competing. So, when someone puts someone else down, it may be in fighting, in a war, if one party conquers the other, they may feel some satisfaction. Or there may be some boxing match, whoever wins feels satisfied. Or in business, two parties are competing, and if the other party manages to put the other party out of business, they feel sick. But this satisfaction 
that is only very temporary because what happens just like if you win the boxing match in the next match you'll lose and sooner or later you're going to lose because you don't remain young forever and the big prize champion of today after some time someone else will come and knock him out and he'll be sprawling on the floor so in this material world there may be temporarily some feeling of satisfaction but again dissatisfaction comes because that is the nature of the material world this is the happiness offered by maya as you yesterday you were saying what there's 5% happiness i thought that was being overly generous <laughs> little bit of happiness just to keep you enthusiastic to work like an ass little bit of happiness that after all everything i work like an ass all day and all night and i come home and well at least i can sprawl in my seat and watch football on television and some nonsense so some little bit feeling of happiness is there or sometimes the living being he's elevated to the heavenly planets and he thinks this is very nice this is very wonderful so little bit feeling of satisfaction and again down to that so little bit of happiness is offered just to bewilder the person that's not actually happiness either that's only the reflection of happiness or even if it is happiness it is so much insufficient just like that example is given of a drop of water in the desert in the desert 60 degrees heat one time i read a few years ago that the indian army near jaisalmer in rajasthan were always in that area because pakistan border area so they measured 62 degrees heat unimaginable i was in vrindavan at the time it was going up to 54 which was also you felt you felt like you wanted to take your skin off so so hot 62 so in that heat you want water you want water to jump into drink so much so if someone comes and says yes i'll bring you some water and a drop of one drop so it's water can't say it's not water, but it doesn't satisfy but it may give some little feeling about one drop of water so in the hope <laughs> there may be more the foolish materialist goes that example is given just like the deer runs in the desert looking for water but he's running in the wrong place what happens especially in Rajasthan desert areas there so early in the morning what happens you may sometimes see a mirage a mirage of a whole city actually there's only desert there but we've seen mirages of just a little water on the road you see that regularly in the hot season but somehow by refraction of light or whatever the scientists explain you'll see a whole big city that's called gandharvapura means imagining or akasha pushpa seeing a flower in the sky it's, it's not actually you may have some illusion that it's there there's nothing actually there so sometimes the deer sees the mirage this mirage of a of water with the the oasis and goes running into the desert there's some water there but then the mirage vanishes because it's not actually there it's just an illusion 
So in this way, the conditioned living being runs after that which he thinks is real, appears to be real, but it's not. And he simply has to suffer. So he's chasing after that satisfaction. But the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Atmaram. He's satisfied in himself. And devotees, they're also satisfied. Not in their selves, but they're satisfied in Krishna, in serving Krishna. Fully satisfied. Devotee becomes fully satisfied. Prashant and Yamunacharya has made a very nice prayer that by serving you, the mind which is always agitated becomes fully peaceful. Fully peaceful. A devotee, just by serving Krishna in his mind, he becomes very peaceful. He doesn't want it because material consciousness means you always want something else. Just like the saying is there, the grass is greener on the other side. This is an English saying. What it means is in countries like England and America, the cows, they're put to graze in one field. They don't tie them up like here and let them wander in the streets. But they're put in one field with a fence will be there, a wooden fence. So the cows can't go out. But you'll find generally the cows, there's nice green grass inside the field. They'll all go to the edge of the field and put their head through the fence and eat the grass on the other side, outside it. They have some feeling that the grass outside the field must be better than the grass where we are. Now, so you're always thinking that some other situation will be better. But a devotee takes whatever situation he's in, that is the grace of God, is the grace of Krishna. In this situation, let me serve Krishna to the best of my ability. And if there's some discrepancy, he tries to rectify that. But he doesn't think that there's anything outside of the service of Krishna. He never thinks that, well, let me try something else. Now, I tried Krishna conscious for a few years, now let me try something else. Because he knows that everything in the material world is simply a cause of distress, and that only service to Krishna, that is the only proper activity for the living being. Even in distress, this the more advanced devotee, he can't give up the service of Krishna, because he's attached to Krishna. He's here it said the devotee is completely satisfied. He is completely satisfied. He may become dissatisfied also, transcendentally dissatisfied. Just like devotees, if they see that Krishna is not being served properly, he becomes dissatisfied. Mother Yashoda is always afraid that Krishna will be attacked by demons or not fed properly. She's always concerned. So that may be said, well, that is a cause of agitation in the heart. That's not full satisfaction. That is full satisfaction, but that is within the service of Krishna to increase the ecstasy. Krishna performs different pastimes, just like he was dancing on the hoods of the Kaliya snake. And sometimes Kaliya would grab him and pull him under the water and then all the residents of Vrindavan, they were simply lamenting all except Balaram, who knew Krishna is Krishna after all. So they were all lamenting, oh, now Krishna is finished. The snake has got him. Because they're thinking Krishna is just an ordinary boy. He's 
So if a snake comes, the snake is very dangerous. So if the snake captures, then what hope is there? The snake is in the water, the snake has captured Krishna. So they're all completely distressed. So this went on for some time, then Krishna could understand that the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they were all there, and the distress was too much. Even that distress, that was increasing their attachment to Krishna more and more. But it was becoming intolerable for them. So Krishna again came out and started dancing on all the hoods of Kaliya. This is a wonderful pastime and Krishna is dancing the lucky snake from Krishna's feet on his head and he was performing Ras Leela with all the gopis on the heads of the snake very lucky snake Kaliya so Krishna is completely satisfied by his own achievements he is, means he's got nothing to gain nothing to lose in this whole creation of the material world is everyone is looking for some gain and some loss but Krishna is he's got nothing to gain or lose he doesn't Whatever happens in the material world, the whole universe is maybe dissolved into dust. But for Krishna, it doesn't make any difference to him. The whole material world, it's only an insignificant part of the whole existence and the whole spiritual world is there. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was describing this universe, it's just like one mustard seed in a big sack of mustard seeds. So even if, if you have a big sack of mustard seeds and one falls out, and who is owning the mustard seeds? Do they care if one seed falls out? So even the whole universe, there's so much concern. You see people, it's very common in India especially, they'll fight over land, a little bit of land. They'll fight and kill each other. But Krishna, the whole universe, is, to him, doesn't make much difference. So Krishna is not attached to the activities of this material world through his senses. Same thing, whatever. Krishna has nothing to do, he's not attached to anything. But still, he comes into this world to show his pastimes, to attract the conditioned souls back to him. As he stated here, indeed in performing his pastimes in this material world, he is just like the unattached air. What is that verse? Sitaka Shavastito Nityama. Vayariva Gomaha. Example is given, Krishna gives in the Gita, that the air moves. And it but is not the air is not attached to any place. The air simply moves throughout the universe. Even the planets, they are blown by air. According to modern science, the planets stay in place due to gravity. But according to Vedic science, they are carried by air from place to place. They have a different understanding of the universe. So like that, the air moves, and if there's some bad-smelling object, just like something is there right now, <laughs> you get a bad smell, or if there's some nice incense, which would be a very good idea to burn, seeing as Krishna also has to smell them. Then that smell comes. But the air is independent of the smell of the incense, or the smell of the stool, or whatever it is. 
the air is always independent. So in the same way, Krishna comes into this world and he appears to be like an ordinary prince, a cowherd boy. But he's not attached to anything in this material world. He's attached to his devotees. Similarly, the devotees, they move in this material world, but they're not attached to anything. They're only attached to Krishna. Sadhavo vidyomaram sadhunam vidyamataham naranyatena jananti naham tevyamanagati Krishna tells Yuvasa Muni that saints of the devotees, they're in my heart and I am in their hearts. The devotees, they know nothing but me and I know nothing but them. Yuvasa Muni, he was a great yogi. Krishna didn't say to him that I am very attached to you. Normally was Durvasamuni attached to Lord Vishnu. He only cared to go and see him because he was in some trouble and he couldn't find any other way. But Krishna is very much attached to his devotees. Well, we could put it for Krishna. That would be nicer. You can put it for Krishna. <laughs> Krishna is very much attached to his devotees. Devotees are very much attached to him. Otherwise, Krishna has no attachment to this material world. All right, I'll